1: That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.
0: From KQED. Can you hear that? If you're one of those people who has stepped up your baking while sheltering in place, maybe experimenting with sourdough starter, you will know what it is. It's the sound of working with fresh dough. For listener Columbia Schaefer, her fascination with a certain kind of dough, pizza dough, prompted her to give us a call back in January.
2: So I was wondering about all of the cooperative and employee-owned
0: pizza places that I see in the Bay Area. Columbia was walking on Grand Avenue in Oakland one day when she noticed a new Zachary's Pizza Shop was opening. They were,
2: you know, putting all the new paint on the doors and it said 100% employee-owned. And I was like, huh. Zachary's is employee-owned, Arizmendi is employee-owned, Cheese Board, probably the most famous employee-owned. It just seems like a really high percentage of all the pizza places I go eat at were, um, you know, cooperatives and employee-owned. That got her thinking. Why pizza places are cooperatives and employee-owned when other businesses aren't. You know, I don't see sandwich shops or ramen shops or things like that.
0: Today, we're tossing up a story about how this co-op pizza phenomenon began. Plus, we'll get a schooling on how these businesses work. I'm Olivia Allen Price. This is Bay Curious.
3: Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes.
1: Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED.
0: To get to the bottom of Columbia's pizza question, Kiana Mogadam explores the world of employee ownership right
3: here in the Bay Area. Pizza. Why pizza? Well, turns out there's a kind of simple answer to Columbia's question, and it all goes back to... Cheeseboard. The cheeseboard. Cheeseboard. The
4: cheeseboard. It
3: started off with the Cheeseboard Bakery, as you
5: know, in Berkeley, and they've
3: been around for 40-something years. That's Aja Green. She's an owner and baker at the Emeryville Airs mendy location
5: they started their worker co-op and then members of the cheese board wanted to expand the idea of of
3: worker cooperatives in the bay area okay a little history for you the cheese board opened in 1967 as a small cheese shop in berkeley california four years later the shop transitioned to a worker-owned business a cooperative and they added fresh baked breads and pastries to their menu the pizza that came in 1985 when the bakers started playing with their extra dough, cheese, and vegetables from the marketplace next door. It was a hit. And with the success of Cheeseboard and their democratically run business model founded on the concept of community, others wanted in. In 1996, the Cheeseboard helped found the Arizmendi Association of Cooperatives. They provided the business model, recipes, and financial backing, all with the goal of growing a cooperative network of bakeries throughout the Bay Area. There are a number of other pizza and bakery spots founded by Cheeseboard alum and family, and today there are six Arizmendi locations. We all start off with the same model. But we all kind of changed it a little bit, you know. The Emeryville location sits right on San Pablo Ave. Within just a few blocks, you've got Pixar Studios, a community center, a senior center, the Oaks Club, and multiple schools. It's a diverse community, and one the bakers keep in mind when they're setting their menu and their prices. Asia worked in restaurants for ages before she became a baker and owner at Ayers Mendy. I applied off an add-on Craigslist, just like everybody else, and got in for a... A six-month trial. The trial is kind of like a tryout. You spend six months as a regular employee, building a relationship with the team. And then after six months, there's a
5: vote. And the members either vote you in to become a full-time worker owner, where you're part
3: of the profit share, or not. And once you're in, you're in as an owner of that specific location. Otherwise, there's sometimes the option to stay on call as a temporary worker.
5: Because we're owners, we control everything. We do payroll. We, we So we, we're in charge of HR. You know, the person who's mopping the bathrooms with you also cuts your checks. And the person who helps you do pizza also designs all of our logos
3: and things like that. And everyone takes part in making decisions.
5: Here we have a monthly owner's meeting and everyone's invited. First we talk about, how are you doing? And then we go on to say, okay, what's our agenda? What do we want to talk about? Do we want to change our prices or do we want to start doing... Um, colored hairnets, just anything that you want to talk about, we all make decisions on. It's all by general consensus.
3: We talk about what it was like for you to come into this role to like be in an owner position compared to some of the like previous work that you've done in the past. What, what did that feel like? What did that look like for you in your daily life? It's a huge difference.
5: Most restaurants, you come in, you do your job, you do it as well as you can, as fast as you can, and you leave, and you don't really try and take any of it with you. Being an owner, it, it stays with you because you want to make sure that your business survives. I'm a mom of three, and so when I first came, I was like, I just want steady hours, and I just want to be able to like take care of my kids and work somewhere where I feel like I'm I can progress. You know, a lot of jobs don't have places for you to go, and here they're like, well, great. Do you want to learn HR? Do you want to learn how to do the finance?
3: I stopped by the Emeryville shop in February, right after they'd opened up again for business. You see, they've been shut for over a year because a car drove into the back wall of their building in December of 2018, causing a gas leak, fire, and long closure of the bakery.
5: It was a little crazy, we didn't know what to do, but that day we were able to call each other and 15 people, 15 owners showed up to just kind of be together
3: and figure out next steps. Asia tells me that when that car crash happened, it was all hands on deck.
5: I thought of myself as just a baker who also happens to own a bakery. But then I became like an insurance person.
3: The Emeryville owners had to learn about filing for insurance claims, interior design, all the rebuilding, remodeling, you name it. It was full responsibility on the entire team. I wanted to hear from Asia about what being an owner looks and feels like here in the Bay.
5: Right now, the East Bay or the Bay Area itself feels a little out of control for me. I have no control over where I live. I rent and any minute my rent could go up skyrocket and I won't be able to afford to live here. But I know I'll have a job because being an owner means that you have some sense of job security.
3: We came here in pursuit of an answer to Columbia's question about why there are so many employee-owned pizza shops here. And we quickly found out that Cheeseboard really got this pizza game going. But why just pizza, Columbia asked. Why aren't there other types of restaurants that are employee-owned? Well, it turns out there are quite a few, and not just restaurants. The Bay Area, and specifically the East Bay, is a hot spot for employee ownership.
4: We've also got companies that do energy consulting and import and export of fruits and vegetables, and we've got companies that do uh, manufacturing.
3: I stopped by the NCEO, the National Center for Employee Ownership, a nonprofit in Oakland, to talk with their executive director, Lauren Rogers
4: we've got an economy where most businesses are owned by a very small segment of the population and i think we ought to be thinking about who really who do we want to own our businesses and employee ownership is one good answer as a way to get more people to owning a bigger part of the economy so that more people share in the wealth that the economy uh, produces
3: lauren gave me a lay of the landscape and specifically three types of employee ownership there's worker cooperatives where each owner has a share of the business and an equal vote a truly democratic business model.
4: Companies like uh, Arizmendi and the Cheese Board are great examples of uh, a really successful, dynamic worker cooperative.
3: Then there are ESOPs, Employee Stock Ownership Plans. Zachary's Pizza is an ESOP.
4: ESOPs, Employee Stock Ownership Plans, are the the biggest uh, form of employee ownership in the United States in terms of the number of people involved, the number of companies involved. And that's a system where employees own the shares of their business uh, indirectly.
3: It helps me to think of an ESOP as more of a retirement plan. Employees earn shares of the company's stock. They don't actually purchase them. Then they receive the full value of their stock when they retire or leave the company.
4: It works a little bit like a 401k plan where the 401k owns the shares of the company's stock and employees get the benefit of that when they get to retirement age and they get the the value of what's in their account.
3: And the third one, equity compensation plans. Simply put, these are stock option plans, which give the employee the chance to buy stock in the company at a designated time, and stock purchase plans, which allow employees to buy stock immediately. The plans come with different caveats and rights and privileges, but the concept is really in the stocks.
4: Sort of the Silicon Valley model where everybody at a company gets a stock option. And that really does a great job of aligning everybody's financial interests and it creates a lot of wealth for people who otherwise wouldn't have it.
3: While worker cooperatives may feel like the face of employee ownership here in the Bay, ESOPs are by far the most popular form of employee ownership in the US.
4: The interesting thing about ESOPs in the East Bay is how diverse they are. It's kind of a cross section of the economy.
3: Part of Lauren's job is measuring the impact of employee ownership on the livelihood of the owners. He shares a couple stats that speak specifically to my generation.
4: If you look at millennials who are employee owners versus millennials who are not employee owners, the employee owners have about 92% greater net household wealth than the non-employee owners.
3: For every $100 a non-employee owner, aka a regular employee, is making, an employee owner is making $133. And...
4: They've got 53% greater job stability than than non-employee owners. So the impact on their day-to-day life is enormous.
3: You know, I did these interviews with Lauren and Asia in late February, right before the COVID-19 pandemic. And as you know, a lot has changed since then. Air's Monday closed its doors again after about a month of being back in business, since then, all the Emeryville owners have gone on furlough. I called Asia up real quick to see how she's doing.
2: Uh, we're, we're all still owners, so that means you know we know that our job's not going anywhere. We still have our job. We're able to see the finances. We see exactly how much is in our bank account. We see where all of our money or every dollar is going, what bills that still need to get paid.
3: Many restaurants have shifted to takeaway only, while others have closed temporarily and some permanently. Entire households are left without incomes, health insurance, or any guarantee of a job to go back to. Asia's husband also works in the food industry.
2: We're both cooks. We've both always been cooks. We, we both work in this industry, and we're getting two vastly different views of what it's like. So he immediately got laid off. He got a text message from his supervisor that said, hey, don't come into work tomorrow. I'll let you know what's going on.
3: And then he got a letter in the mail.
2: It's like, you are officially laid off they are not giving you any money or anything to Uh When we open again, we'll let you know, and that is all. Whereas I'm on the other side, and I've got meetings every Monday where everybody is able to, to make the time to check in with everybody to say, how are you doing and what do you need? How's your family doing? Are you able to file for unemployment? If not, let us know what we can do to help you. It's a big difference and how we're both being treated at our jobs, even though we do the same thing.
3: The emeryville Airs Mendy is currently closed, but the team plans to open up again on May 27th with limited hours for takeout only. Check out the Airs Mendy Association's website to find out which locations are open during shelter-in-place.
0: That was reporter Kiana Mogadam. Thanks to listener Columbia Schaefer for asking this week's question. Now, here's a question for you. Have you cast your ballot in our May voting round yet? If not, you should get on it. Here's what we're considering.
3: Hey, Bay Curious. How much does San Francisco make off parking tickets, and where does that money go?
2: Why are there so many Bay Area microclimates? Where are they? How are they different?
4: What causes people, besides jobs, to move to the area and considering the expenses to stay.
0: Cast your vote for which question you want us to answer at baycurious.org. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at member supported KQED. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Have a great week.
1: Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest running pillow fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck. Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay
0: Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you, whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org/podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org/podcasts. And thanks.